Hello and welcome to Last Time On. This is the podcast for everyone who wants to watch all this prestige television, but who has time for that? I ain't got time for that. I'm Jafar. And I'm Ben. And we are six episodes and almost four seasons into Breaking Bad. It's going real fast, you <laughs> Um, I don't question the dice math, right? Right. Like, we chose dice to skip seven and a half episodes. I think every single roll has been eight or nine. It has always been over seven. Yes. Like, we, like, it would be a weird craps streak. Like, not, it's not like we keep rolling twos. Yeah. But we have been rolling real high. I feel, I feel we've been rolling pretty high consistently. Um, maybe something to evaluate in the math to do something with a little bit more wiggle. Maybe. Uh, less dice, higher numbers kind of a thing. But that is a conversation for presumably two episodes from now. If, if things keep going at this pace, yes. Uh, that said, I have been enjoying the all gas, no breaks of this, where it's just like, we don't even get the the faintest hint of having any idea of what's actually happened and we we get to really just let our brains fill in the space i mean that is the goal that's yeah. that's what we're doing is you know trying to you know if if the if the rules were any any lower i'm worried we might actually know what was going on <laughs> that does sound less fun yeah but simultaneously i really want to watch the rest of the show <laughs> So, I don't know if I want to anymore. After this episode? This episode this episode cut me deep. Yeah. Where's my boy Gomez? El Paso, presumably. Well, we canonically, in Last Time on Canon, he is now the king of El Paso. Um, <laughs> because he's Gomez. He's going to the top. Yeah. Uh, but I want him on my show. Fair enough. Uh, we do get... Uh, it looks like most of the crew is back. We see just about everyone we've seen before. We don't see Hank, and we don't see Marie this episode. No, we do not. Uh, but besides that, we see just about everyone we would expect to see. Except for Kristen Ritter, who I believe this is really proving she is not still around. <laughs> yeah, I think she's she's done. I haven't seen her name in the opening credits. Well, so. she wasn't. it wasn't in the opening credits when she was there. It was in season two. Or, okay, I guess... Because they don't actually have like credits, credits. It's just yeah, they go for bad ten then, minutes of the start of the episode. Well, and then it's just char- character names as the show is continuing on. Yeah, it's not like we have a turn and smile. Oh right, that character who died halfway through the season, but they're still in the credits, contractually in the opening credits. But we open on Jesse, Mike, and Gus in Media Desert, uh, making for the quickest. You're not getting that point in pod history. Uh, because we get Mike immediately. He's like the first thing we see. And my, one of my predictions last week was we never see Mike again. Oh, yep. So, 
Oh, Jonathan Banks, I'm glad you are a going concern. Not by the end of this episode, maybe. We'll see. We will see. I don't know. He's Me, seen... We might not see. Yeah. <laughs> a plane lands in the middle of the desert, and I was originally very concerned, just like, you just like leaving the car here in the middle of the desert, but as they're flying away, we see it drive off. Yeah. Which, this does make me really start to wonder about the lives of, like, the people in action crime TV shows who are just, like, the guy who flies the plane. The guy who <laughs> drives the SUV back to the garage. The like, stuntman. I know, I know why they are not the main characters, but also just, like, I can imagine, like, a 22-minute comedy about the guys who are just, like, I don't know, man. He said they're in the middle of the Pacific Ocean and we have to pick them up on a boat after, like, <laughs> some amazing special effects explosion and they dive out with a parachute. And, like, we don't see the action sequence. We see the, man, the boss just, like, fought fought somebody on a volcano lair and now we have to go get his ass. That would have been really fun on, like, a uh, TGIF or something where they kind of had the pull. Uh, the allure of being like that primetime television in its heyday and you're coming off of the 80s and it's at action centric movie scene you could get the best guest stars where it'd be like your dude and for some reason Dolph or uh, Tom Selleck or yeah yeah like just all kinds of stuff like that and just have it be whoever you could just get that week on the lot it also feels like a, it would have been a great episode of Venture Brothers it might be. I haven't watched all of it. I've got to go back and watch the last season now that they're actually finishing it. I was really mad. I was watching it on on Hulu recently, and they took it down. But anyway, Gus has a, a very nice present. Yeah. They are off to give somebody a present. Over at Walt's condo, Skylar gets oh, voicemail. Oh, wait, but again. first, sorry. As they are flying away, Gus looks at Jesse and says, you can do this. And I need that to be my alarm, my ringtone, <laughs> my text message, my, like, I got an email alert. I just need uh, Giancarlo Esposito telling me, you can do this. Constantly. And, and that is that is my, my affirmation throughout the day. <laughs> I deserve good things. I am entitled to my share of happiness. I refuse to beat myself. Over at Walt's condo, Skylar gets voicemail again. Walt's glasses are broken on the counter, and there's a bloody rag next to them. Yes. It's Walt Jr.'s 16th birthday. I really, really wanted to Google how old the actor was when he this episode He does not aired. look 16. And also, we find something interesting about uh, the, the pace of time later in this episode. We find that so far, it has canonically been a year that all of this has been happening. I... I'm not certain. Or at least, like, a little bit, like, not much beyond a year. He just, well... Okay. He says you've been acting weird for the last year. I think that could be since he got the all clear from cancer. But he's... Which is still uh, two seasons of TV. I, I think this is saying, like, all of this has been happening within the last calendar year. So. Well, it's Walt's birthday. and they've... 16. They got him a PT Cruiser for his birthday. I love this show's wonderful, uh, and we see it a little bit more later. It is a 
genius level quality of picking the worst cars from this time period. <laughs> Walt drives an Aztec. They get Walt Jr. a PT Cruiser. A little bit later, uh, we see Jesse and Gus being driven around in a H2. <laughs> and it's just like, oh man, you have found all of the worst cars from the early thousands. I love it. Yeah, they just need a Jeep Patriot and they're good to go. I loved Skyler's like trying to sell him on a PT Cruiser. It's got all the features and he's just clearly like, I don't want to drive this, but I don't want my mom to know that I'm super bummed out about getting a car. Yeah. Because Walt Jr.'s a good kid. Yeah. He seems like like he has his teenage stuff, like listening to music too loud, but he's not the kind of kid who's going to like flip out on his parents. Hey, you got me the shitty car. He's going to be like, okay, like later we see him driving it. Yeah. But he's also just like, it's a car, but this is not a chick magnet, y'all. You know, that's that's probably what's going through his mind. It's mm -hmm. going to be hard to pick up any one of his age group. Right. He's he's going to get made fun of at school. A hundred percent. But he also got a new car. Fuck him. Yeah. No. Like, <laughs> and I can imagine like that's the conversation he has. Like, man, what you doing driving that? I don't know, man. I got a new free car. Like, fuck off. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Over at Saul's. We see Mr. Ted Brecky come in. I did not think Ted was going to be a going concern. Um, I, I'm I have to believe that he hasn't been in like the last several episodes, or at the very least, he was gone for a bit. Yeah. Well, I also wonder. We see Saul completely bedraggled. Yeah. <laughs> and I wonder: is this just the natural state state of Saul? Do we never see him draggled? It's only just bedraggled. Well, I'm fine. It's just that life is pointless and nothing matters, and I'm always tired. Also, I can't sleep. I'm overeating. None of my old hobbies interest me. There was a minute where he got 6% of Walt's $3 million or whatever it was. And he seemed pretty pleased with himself. Yeah. He so. has never seemed, like, on top of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I could see why, of all of the characters on this show, you look at him and go, he gets the spinoff. Fair, yeah. That, that show is probably a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. He he is definitely the, uh, I'm trying to remember the proper Yiddish. Uh, he's definitely the schlamazel. Because <laughs> I believe schlamiel is somebody who spills their soup. Schlamazel is the person upon whom the soup is spilled. Okay. Uh, is the way to, like, remember how those work. I might be flipping them. But uh, for our canon, at least right now, he is the schlamazel of the show. All right. Anyways, uh, Ted gets $600,000 from a dead relative in Europe. I would be so happy. <laughs> that said. Uh, so happy you wouldn't be suspicious. I'm sitting here like, what the fuck scam money laundering bullshit this dude's going to rob me is this. Oh, absolutely. Like, we immediately find out he has gone and started just dropping bills and it's the sort of thing where it's just, man, you do not touch that money until it is, like, sat in your bank account for at least two weeks. Even then, like, $600,000 high-yield savings, like, you make money with that money. Oh, yes. You don't go buy a car. If somebody just gave me $600,000, I could quit making meth. Like, <laughs> Gus, Jesse, and Mike 
take a blindfolded car ride. And based on our episode description, I'm guessing this is the Mexican cartel shop. Yes. And this is uh, where we get to see the, them in the H2. Yeah. Uh, which, God, that is an ugly, gosh darn car. Jesse is introduced as the chemist in their giant lab. I like that. I'm going to steal it. That's mine now. So they want to meet the Don, but the Don's not there. Yeah. And we meet Iron Chef Meth, the cartel chemist Mm -hmm. who wants to see Jesse cook. I was just watching this and I'm just like, Fuki-san, what is he doing? (laughs) (laughs) And I just loved this because Jesse is a meth cook pretending to be a meth chef. Yes. Uh, He is definitely the guy who's just like, I follow the recipe. I do, I like, I, I know how to make this burger. Mm-hmm. I'm good at it. No, I did not go to culinary school. Screw you. <laughs> yeah. I don't care about your fat bonding bullshit. Yeah. Like, where's my acid? Yeah. So, uh, Jesse gets a bit of gruff from the existing chemist who's an actual chemist. Yes. Later find out has, like, multiple doctorates. Yeah. This also... This Mexican cartel chemist, I recognize this guy. Yes. And I don't know where, and I wanted to look it up so badly. Can't. I can't. But I know I've seen him before, and this is one of those things where it's like, I normally watch TV shows like this with IMDb open, Mm -hmm. and just like, oh yeah, that's where I know that guy. And not being able to do that is like torture for me (laughs) (laughs) anyways jesse manages to turn this around he does a really great big dog here yeah he's just like fuck you make my acid bitch yeah clean this vat no wonder your purity sucks we are in a mexican dust factory (laughs) although i did appreciate they didn't sepia tone everything uh, to let us know we were in mexico but i have a question for you jafer yeah do you think jesse has learned more about big dogging from walt or from Gus. You know what? At the end of this, Gus gives Jesse a very proud Papa look. And we have the little bit on their way where it's all like, you can do this, Jesse. I think Gus has started to take Jesse under his wing a little. I think he's realized Walt, shitty mentor. Good teacher, shitty mentor. Yep. And he started to work a little bit more with Jesse and improving perhaps his personality and his ability to do business mm-hmm. more than likely self-serving i don't think gus is the kind of person who'd ever put anyone in a place to replace him no he does not have a protege but definitely this will be good for me in the long run kind of a thing also this guy is such a loose cannon that if i can shape him up a little bit he might be an actual asset instead yeah. of a complete fucking liability for sure but that said, Jesse big dogging Iron Chef Meth here did it the cadence definitely felt walty to me. A bit. Like I have been yelled at by somebody enough times to know how to yell at somebody else. Yep. I've been yelled at for not cleaning the vats well enough, and yep. this does not pass inspection. Yes. I have learned not through uh gentle methods. <laughs> After this, Walt takes his new whip to his dad's condo, where Walt is just a fucking mess. Oh, God. His face has healed to his sheets. Yep. Yeah, it was gross. He lets Walt Jr. in to talk. One thing I did notice, even though Walt is still at the condo, and 
previously we saw Walt sign the papers. Mm-hmm. Walt's still wearing his wedding ring. Yeah. Hard uh, to say what's going on there. But we see Walt still asleep by 6 p.m. He's a sleepy boy. No, more like he is hella concussed and he should not be, like, alone. <laughs> but my head is fine. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh, my God. That's horrific. Oh, it's school. Yeah, probably. They've Studies have shown that concussions don't actually cause brain damage when you sleep. No, it's not the, the, the going to sleep isn't the problem. It is the being away from people mm-hmm. who can notice, like, oh, hey, he's breathing funny. Yeah. It's not just a concussion. It's significant brain damage. But we see, okay, it's after 6, but like 612. Mm-hmm. Walt Jr. is there in his in his new PT Cruiser saying, Dad, you missed my birthday party. Yeah. Man, what kind of early afternoon 16th birthday party is this? <laughs> like, oh, that sucks, man. It's a family one. I know, but it's... He even says that I'm going to my friends afterwards. So it's definitely a family party. Yeah. But it's not even a we go out to a nice dinner. It's a 2 p.m. pizza party. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's probably fucking depressing. Yeah. So Walt tells Walt Jr. that the fight he got in was over gambling? Yes. This reeks of bullshit to me, Ben. What happened, her? What the hell happened but I got the van. So, who else is currently MIA? Well, your boy. Gomez, my boy, but we know he's now the, the canonical king of El Paso. El Paso is now a, uh independent kingdom run by my boy Gomez. Makes sense. Uh, no, uh, we do not see Hank. Yeah. And we also know where drugs stuff is going on without Walt. Mm-hmm. What I'm going to say is what happened to her is that Hank, after recovering from his injury, continues to go on the the hunt for the meth dealer, finds Walt. Mm-hmm. They beat the hell out of each other. And as it is finishing, like as the fight is finishing, that is as when Hank realizes who it is. Like, they're fighting in the dark. Ah. And he realizes, I've just been beating the shit out of my brother-in-law. Mm. Oh, God. Oh. And, like, he disappears off into the wilderness. Uh, which is why we don't see him. Which is why we do not see Hank anymore, or currently. And why uh, Walt has not gone to, like, a doctor or anything. Mm-hmm. Because even though Hank has not gone to try and turn him in, Hank isn't, you know doing anything Walt is so sure of it I can't go to the doctors I can't go to any medical professionals I I have to just go convalesce at home yeah uh so Walt got beaten up by Hank Walt accepts responsibility for missing everything for getting in the fight Walt Jr. consoles him and gets him into bed to help him rest up he in his stupor calls Walt Jr. Jesse yes what a moment. Real shitty. Especially if Walt Jr. doesn't know Jesse. I think I think it's worse if he knows Jesse. Well, but even still, like, okay, my concussed dad called me a different name. Mm-hmm. Is different, like, different than 
he called me a name. You know, yeah. if it's just younger person my dad knows and he's just too out of it right now, it's different than just he grabbed a name out of thin air. Yeah. Either way, not great. Have you ever been around a a relative who is either very elderly or very sick who has mistaken you for someone else? No, but I have had several birthday calls on days that were not my birthday. Yeah, I mean, my dad very famously got my birthday wrong for the last eight years, ten years, mm-hmm. where he was just like, the he had called the day before, and just at some point, that's when it became in his brain meets. I have been straight up mistaken for a cousin I look nothing like at family reunions and stuff, or uh, funerals, where someone is in clear distress, like they're old, her son had just passed away, you know, mm-hmm. like... But it is, it sucks. Someone that you've known for your life to, you know, and obviously I'm not upset at my relative about this. There's a great deal of extenuating circumstance. Yeah. And also she's got to be 90 by now, you know, like you you understand, but it also still sucks. Still sucks. One group of people who say my name right every time. And for when one of them gets it wrong. Yeah. I did have several people at my wedding confuse other people with me. Yes. Um, yes, I remember this. That was not great. Cool. Really glad you are one of the few people I was able to invite here. Person who can't even pick me out of a lineup of other white guys. I mean, to be fair, you you do look like a very generic white dude. It's true. Like, if you said, hey, white guy with a podcast... The sketch artist would draw me. (laughs) (laughs) Beard, short or bushy? Like, we know he's got a beard. (laughs) Gonna guess face like this, fedora on or in his hand? (laughs) Uh, We can then cut back to uh, Iron Chef Meth making a huge industrial batch. I love a meth montage. Uh, a methtage? A methtage, yes, indeed. Well, we didn't get methbot earlier. <laughs> a methtage uh, was fun. And then Mexican Morimoto is doing doing science to test to test the meth. And they have a meth pewter. Yeah. Uh, not a methbot, but a I can inject meth into this computer and it tells me how good it is. This device was alluded to by Gale. Yes, the thing he would need to be able to tell, like... The, yeah. The purity. Yeah, Batman's got one of these. I don't know what else you use it for. Probably something else. But uh, he gets a 96.2% purity, which is cause for celebration. It's not Walt's 99, but hey. I just want to be pure. It is enough for Jesse to be sold to the cartel. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, he gets told he's staying and now belongs to the cartel. Yes. Whew. Back in Albuquerque, Skyler meets with Saul at the car wash. Yes. This is the same car wash. Yes. Like, you can see it through the windows. You can see the wall with the stuff. Yes. Whether or not it's supposed to be the same car wash. No, it is the same car wash. It be- is. You know why? Because they killed Bogdan and took it over. <laughs> and that is how they are laundering their money. I, I am calling it. This is canonical. It is proven. They killed Bogdan, took over the car wash. They probably just bought it from No, they killed him. It was the feel-good moment of the show. (laughs) 
anyways, uh, we find out Skyler arranged to help Ted with his tax debt, which is what Soul was doing. Yes. And instead he bought a Mercedes. Well, he didn't even buy the Mercedes. He is leasing the Mercedes at an obscene rate. For early 2000s dollars, this car costs more than leasing, like... I mean, it's probably actually... I bet you leasing a Mercedes is more a month right now. But the whole chip shortage thing, we'll see how that ages. He is leasing the Mercedes for, I I don't actually know the number, but I'm just going to say it, more than our combined mortgages. Probably, yeah. He This is, a Mercedes is not two houses worth of car. Uh, yeah, it's... Ted it, is a fucking idiot, and I am so mad at him by the end of this episode. I wrote a, a screed against him <laughs> in my notes. Over at Walt's, he wakes up with fixed or backup glasses. It's unclear. It's I think it's fixed. Waiting for him on his nightstand, and Walt Jr. is sleeping on the sofa. What a good kid. Walt is in better shape, but he regrets his actions and having missed Walt Jr.'s birthday. Walt talks about his relationship with his father and visiting him on his deathbed. Walt talks Jr. about Huntington's, which is... It is one of the worst diseases you can possibly get. Walt Jr. tells him to remember Walt how he's been, and Walt Jr. comes back with the entire last year is worse than him remembering him from the night before. Yes, but I I did love Walt's whole thing here about the difference between facts and memories, Mm -hmm. because I definitely have this with some, you know, some family members who I know things about them. But yeah. the amount of them I remember is not a lot. Yeah. And just the whole, like, I don't know, as as the parent of a young child, this was one of the most terrifying scenes in all of TV. Where it's just <laughs> like, if something happened to me right now, my son might have a lot of facts about me. But what memories will he have of me? And I mean, that's not anyone's fault. His brain's no one's not fault. developed. No, but it's just terrifying. And this is one of those like, okay, I I know, I know we've got some amazing actors in this show. Mm-hmm. This is why Brian Cranston gets all the Emmys. Best supporting actress in a comedy. Mm. It'd be better if it was a leading. You know. Hey, 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 now. Supporting is a. Huge honor. It's true. Like, this is... He earns this Emmy, for sure. This is a for-your-consideration jack-offs. Like, (laughs) bring it. You ain't got nothing on me, Tony Shalhoub. (laughs) Once Walt Jr. leaves, someone pulls in and asks Walt if there is somewhere he needs to be. Yeah. Not good vibes. Tyler checks in on Ted at his business. Skyler. What'd I say? Tyler. Oh, I was combining Skyler and Ted. Yes, that is their that is their couple name. <laughs> Skyler checks in on Ted, who is just privileged as fuck on this whole. Maybe the IRS. You know, I never really had a real lawyer, so so it doesn't matter. Yeah, like, I don't actually have to worry about this. I'm restarting my business, so apparently his business has gone under. I'm guessing due to the fact that he owes six hundred thousand dollars to the IRS. Yep, and well. 
I have to have a nice car. Everyone has to assume I'm a successful businessman. Yeah, otherwise they won't buy from me. Exactly. And this is just, I am sure everybody listening to this knows somebody who is that small business owner who is so obsessed with being the successful small business owner that they don't actually worry about making the business work. They make worry about the trappings. Yeah. And so they've got the nice McMansion in the suburbs. They've got the Mercedes and they're not paying their taxes. (laughs) And he tries to like play it off as, well, if I don't get the, the business going back up again, all of my employees, they can't pay their mortgages. And it's like, you know how they would have been able to do that? If you hadn't been fucking around getting the only heated floors in New Mexico and paid your gosh darn taxes. Yep. I've known several small business owners like this guy where it is, I have to have the trappings of success without actually making the business successful. Yep. And I will take... One will bring the other. I will take everyone down with me. And I will not tell anybody that, surprise, we're going out of business tomorrow because then you might think I'm less. A Uh, a real air of prosperity gospel style stuff. And I know this guy, he is going, this guy is going to go to prison and then come, come back out of it talking about how it is everybody's fault but his own. And by now he is a New Mexico state senator. Yep. He is just a complete ass to her. Like he does the full, like. There's the door. Yeah. Just look, that's not how you treat a former employee who's asking about your business. It's not how you treat someone that you were romantically involved with. I guess it could have ended very, very poorly where he might be in the right to be a bit of an ass if if he didn't know she was married. There's, there are lines there. Mm-hmm. But we don't have enough information to be able to judge adequately on those. Well, we can decide. That is our game. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say he knew, and he's just an asshole. Fuck that guy. Yeah, exactly. Fuck you, Ted. He's S tier stupid. Stupid. That's fair. Uh, Gus, we see take a pill or something at the pool real quick. Yes. I'm all like, oh, he must have heartburn. I was closer than I realized. And here, right after my alarm clock, is Gus telling me you can do this. I need Mike telling me we all go home or none of us go home. Um, Because if I'm Jesse, I am the most reassured I could possibly be in this moment. I wonder if Gus feels the same. Like, he clearly acts the same here. And he's doing what he's doing, probably not just just to save Jesse, you know. Gus strikes me as the type to be self-interested enough to be wanting to get the cartel off of his ass more than anything else. And Jesse just happens to be the bait to enable this. Mike, I might believe, though. Well, right here, I just wrote, Mike is going to kill the whole cartel. And uh, (laughs) closer than (laughs) than I thought. Yep. So then we finally get the arrival of the Don and his Miami Vice squad. Uh, Everybody is in pastels and linen suits. Yeah. Don, Andrade, El Idolo. Yes. And... The Don is once again insulting Chef Methimoto, uh, mm-hmm. saying, hey, with all your degrees, you can't make meth as good as this guy. Shut the heck up. Yep. 
he sees the wooden box with a bow on the table and is immediately like a gift. Oh yeah. For me. Oh, who would bring a gift into my house? Me. The Don. Yeah. <laughs> and it is apparently a very, very nice I think tequila? I don't think they'd say if it's tequila or mezcal. Yeah. But it is a very fancy, very nice liqueur. Something agave based. That the Don is very appreciative, did not think he'd ever see. Yes. And I just immediately wrote, this is poison, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I was, I immediately was like, oh, nope, never mind. Gus drinks first. But honestly, when he stopped Jesse from drinking, when he Mm -hmm. saw like Jesse's an addict, he doesn't get alcohol. That's when I knew that that's the moment where it's all like Gus has a plan. He's, he's made himself immune or the pill he took coated his stomach. Yes. Or something. Gus is going to be okay. Gus ends up in worse shape than I was expecting at this yes. point. But we'll get there. The Don and all of his goons drink this fancy booze. Mm-hmm. And the Don is just like, hey, man, every couple of decades you forget your place and I got to smack you down. So, yeah. Jafar, I have to ask, how did the Don smack Gus down? We'll hop on her. What the hell happened? Can't explain. But I got the van. Well, we know this happened years ago, right? That's the implication. Well, it, it has happened years ago, and it happened again. You think it had happened again? Yes. See, I, was, I read it as it had not happened recently, and this is the reestablishing of business after that. But maybe it did happen recently. It's hard to say. Maybe that's what happened in El Paso. Uh, you know, maybe Walt Thermite did a dude again. I'm going to keep I'm, going I'm back say, to that well. Yeah, Every time Walt has a problem, he solves it with thermite. When all you have is thermite, every problem looks like a guy you blew up with thermite. (laughs) Someone help me! I'm still alive, only I'm very badly burned. I would believe that Gus got in some trouble in the cartel over the chicken chain. So we know Gus is operating this chicken chain front in Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. I think the Don was offended at the food being served. I'm going to guess it's like a fried chicken place with a Mexican name, and he's just like, well, the it's fuck Gus's. Is this? We know the name. Or no, it's El Pollo Loco. It's El Pollo Loco, yeah. yes. Gus's fried chicken is... Is a actual chicken place here. Yes. yes. <laughs> I was getting myself confused. <laughs> Very good. It's my favorite fried chicken place. It's so good. And All I've right. now brought that up on two different podcasts. All right. Gus's fried chicken, man. Anyways, uh, yeah. No, I think the Don was offended by the food. I think he came in, was expecting some mole or something, and got fried chicken. And he was just... That's what started this fight. So it wasn't about drugs. It was about the restaurant. 100%. Okay. Uh, Don Andrade El Idolo uh, strikes me as the type. For the record, listener, if you don't get that reference and you think I'm just saying another Mexican name, Andrade El Idolo is a professional wrestler who is a known douchebag. Yes. And also his character is about, like, hey, I'm a Mexican yeah, gangster. He's like, yeah, he's a Mexican gangster. He's not as bad as, like, your, uh, what's his name? Alberto Del Rio. No. Who deserves to be in jail. Is in jail? I hope so. I think he's in jail. He should be. But yes. But we then see Gus 
make his way to the bathroom and as the well most staged as a college junior who's been doing this twice a week for the last year and a half preps himself to vomit <laughs> the towel for his knees was a really nice touch now so do we think the pill was something to counteract the poison or was the pill something to make him throw up i think the pill is something to buy him time until he can throw up okay i was thinking because it if is... it's just an antidote he doesn't have to bother right my thought was that it was something to immediately like as soon as something is hitting his stomach, he is getting ready to puke. He he. It seems like he holds it for, I'm going to guess, half an hour. Yeah. So I don't think it could be something along those lines. The poison lines. timeline on this is weird. Yeah. Uh, I think it's something that delays, prevents the poison from being absorbed in his bloodstream. Maybe, maybe it's charcoal. It could be charcoal. Mm -hmm. Something along those lines. Just something to kind of absorb and sit in his stomach. Enough but, that he'll be sick and, like, out of it, but not die. Yeah, or if he gets, if he empties his stomach, he'll be okay. He'll yes. survive the poison. But then all these suckers are dead, except yep. for bodyguard guy, and Mike garrots him. Uh, Mike just sees what's going on, is like, oh, this fucker didn't drink. Yeah, I mean, probably knew. Mike's yeah. keeping tabs, I'm sure. Mike takes out that dude, and the cartel dies around them. Don... Tries to get Gus, but falls in the pool instead. Yep. This show really likes having things floating face down in the pool. Uh, it is a motif that we have seen a number of times, and I would be surprised if we don't see in the finale. Yep. They tell everybody, hey, the dot is dead. All the capos are dead. You can come at me, or you can just steal as much shit as you can and run. Yep. And that is what almost everyone decides to do. <laughs> yep. Uh, Jesse and Mike do get in a firefight at the end. Mike gets shot, but Jesse gets the gangster. Yes. And they drive off to credits. Now, did did Mike actually get shot or did the window get shot and he got sprayed with glass? Mike had to get helped into the car. Yeah, but he so also had cuts everywhere. Injured. I, I think Mike got shot, but we'll see how fatal it is. Yeah. I, I expect Mike to be around. If Mike's made it this far, Mike's going to be around. Yes. All right. So I'm going to grab these dice. All right. And we're going to roll up, see where we're going, and then make our predictions. And then we'll look up the episode description. Okay. All right. That is a eight. So our next episode is going to be season five, episode five. All right, we are getting close. So season five was split up into two, so it's 18 or si it's 16 episodes, so it's mm -hmm. a little bit longer than the other seasons. If we roll our normal, we're going to end up one or two before the finale, and then we'll have the finale episode after. All right. I ran, what was it, like 40 or 50 simulations for a bunch of different dice combinations, mm -hmm. and that was a pattern that had emerged in almost all dice combinations because the finale is a hard stop episode. It's always included. It's always going to be hitting one within the, like three of the finale, but specifically I think I had a like 8% of all of my simulations hit the episode before the finale. It was like the most common single episode to show up. That wasn't a hard stop episode. Hmm. Which is 
an anomaly. You know, yeah. it's probability. It's random. If, but if it's we, not completely random. If we do get the episode before the finale, do we want to just have it be a two-parter uh, for that episode um, of the podcast? We can talk. We'll talk about yeah. it. We'll, fi- we'll see what we roll when we get there. Yeah, okay. But first, we've got to go over our previous predictions. Lincoln, what are you doing up there? Guessing. I guess no one's coming. I have seen into the future. You ruined the prophecy. Episode one, Jesse's going to get shot. Still hasn't happened. Still on the table. Always on the table. Walter cheats on his wife. And then Walter's cancer diagnosis is incorrect. Uh, He's just sick and has pneumonia. That was proven very incorrect. Yes. So I had uh, Skylar never actually writes anything. Uh, I, I took the point on that. Yep. Here we go. Bogdan gets run over by a car in the car wash. It is a feel-good moment. I'm saying this happened. Um, we did not specify how Bogdan dies, and you're very specific. And I'm saying that's how they took over the car wash. I, mm, mm, you can have it, I'm calling this one. You can have it, then. Like, it is on the the, the track. It is moving slow. He's like gut shot and crawling away, but can't crawl faster. <laughs> oh, it's great. And I'm now saying this one's not happening. Gomez is murdered violently by Hank. Can't happen because he's the king of El Paso. Not metaphorically, the actual king of El Paso. <laughs> All right, my next set of predictions. Jesse accidentally spills a bag of meth because it isn't sealed. I'm, I almost just want to give you that point because... <laughs> That happened. <laughs> it has to have happened. It has to have happened. There's no way it didn't happen. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Give yourself that point. You know what? No, you know, we'll, we'll wait. We'll, okay. We'll wait to see if we actually see it. But if we make it to the finale and it still doesn't happen, I'm taking that point. Okay. Uh, Marie comes to visit and steals Walt's hat. And then Hank catches Walt. Walt cuts him in on the operation. That maybe has happened at this point. So mine was uh, Tuco ends up working for Walt. That does not seem to have happened. Nope. Uh, Tuco does not seem to be a going concern. Uh, Hank chooses between Marie's kleptomania and his job. He picks his job. That also doesn't seem to have been what happened. And uh, my prime time, no one ever actually tries to turn Walt or Jesse in. Every problem is because of their own paranoia and naivete. I feel like this is still on the table. (laughs) Still on the table, but not confirmed. Skipping ahead, uh, I've got two already confirmed predictions, which is the upgraded lab and Skylar finding out about Waltz uh, making on. drugs. My primetime prediction is they lose the baby. Didn't see the baby in this episode. No. And we only see the baby for like five seconds in the previous one. The show, I just don't think cares about the baby slash couldn't afford a baby actor, maybe. That seems... Well, it's but, more they didn't want to deal with it, probably. TBD, we'll see if we never see this baby again. So I had uh, Kristen Ritter becomes a problem. I firmly believe that that was true, but she is now no longer a concern. Yep. The RV explodes, and uh, Skinny Pete is never seen, uh, but is called at least three times, which was, as we mentioned, ruined the very next scene of the next episode. <laughs> yep. I have Walt and Jesse bury the hatchet and cook together again. I got those points. Uh, Walt and Skyler get back together has not happened yet. And 
Walt and Jesse's rift deepens, leading to them becoming rivals on the meth scene. Looks like it might happen for a bit there, and maybe did happen, but is not confirmed. Yep. I had uh, Jesse and Walt reconcile. Does seem to be the case. Uh, they are back in the RV, but to live, Walt got a condo. Uh, and Gus becomes a chicken magnet and leaves drugs behind. <laughs> uh, I've got Saul changes his name to Sal and starts practicing law in Mexico. Still on the table, not 100%. Uh, we never see Mike again. That I am disqualifying myself of immediately. And Gomez returns to finish the job. Hank can't. TBD. Yep. Uh, I had, uh, they kill Gus in an incredibly over-the-top fashion. Gus is still alive, but this is still on the board. Uh, Mike kills a lot of people all at once. <laughs> Who poisoned the, the uh, liquor? Gus. It's Gus brings the liquor. Gus presents the liquor. Though That's Gus's body count, not Mike's. Because ah, they kill a lot of people all at once in this episode. <laughs> and I was really hoping I could count that one. Uh, Walt and Jesse blow up the lab. Uh, not, not happened yet. All right. And then our predictions... Coming up here, our next episode is Season 5, Episode 5. Uh, we're probably going to end up watching Episode 13 or 14, and then jumping to 16 if we cover keep going with the numerical pattern we've been seeing in our dice. But we have no idea. My daytime prediction, Hank heals up and gets back on the trail of Walt and Jesse. Uh, my daytime prediction, Skylar kills Ted. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, evening. Mike abandons Gus to work for Jesse and hence Walt. We saw Jesse save Mike's life here. Yep. He's not going to forget that. Nope. Uh, my evening prediction is Saul has a full-on mental breakdown. Prime time. We have 11 episodes left of this show and not a single main character has died. Skyler is getting killed. All right. My prime time is... Now, with Gus finally on top, someone else comes out of, out of nowhere to try and fill this vacuum and take down his organization and kill him. Okay. We've got Season 5, Episode 5, Dead Freight. Mike and Lydia work to get the methylene transported for the operation. Walt and Jesse come up with a plan that won't blow their cover. All right. That is ambiguous as fuck. Who's Lydia? I don't know. I don't know either, but we're going to find out next episode. But before we do, we have to say thank you. Thank you, Ripe, for our fucking bomb-ass theme song. Heck yeah. Goon Squad, one of our favorite songs. Thrilled to have it as our theme music. Ripe's currently on tour. You can find them. I believe they're touring New England until the end of August. Uh, but you can check that out online and then check out their music. Spotify, Bandcamp, wherever you listen to music, they're on. Uh, give them a listen. Yep. Thank you to Annette Lucina for the wonderful photograph of the TV used to create our cover image for the podcast. Thank you for using Creative Commons license and letting us use it. It is an appreciated gesture of goodwill towards the artistic community. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next week. All right. We'll see you next time on Last Time On.